Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Diamond Talk. How's it going, man? We got accents going today. Uh, I know Nick throws a French one out there every once in a while, so I decided to get a little Cockney British accent. I don't think it worked out, so that's probably going to die after today. But yo, welcome back to Diamond Talk. Yo, Nick, Rob, how you guys doing? Yo, we're doing good, man. Let's get into talking about the division that won't produce a World Series champion for this year. God damn, already with the negativity, yo. Nick, what you got? Well, let's talk about the division that has my new favorite team. We knew, yo. we knew what it was. We knew what it was. We knew what it was. Whoa, Obviously my bad. Pittsburgh Pirates. My bad. Look, man, this is not a shocker. This is like, this is the least surprising done. Pittsburgh. <laughs> my, my dude says Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, dog. <laughs> Talking about terrible news that we hate hearing. Yo, Sevy's down. He's out for the year. That's his second straight year in a week. He's, he's, he's I mean, the, his second straight year that he's missing the entire season. Second year in a week. Yeah. Our timing's oh, all man. Up, man. Nah, yo, but wow, yo, what do you think it really means for the Yankees? Like, you are Ben. I mean, what, what, what do you got for us? Yeah, no, it, it's a terrible situation for, for the Yankees, but it's nothing to to panic about. You know, as a as a Yankee fan, of course, I want Sevy out there. Um, and, you know, I posted something on the page that even as a baseball fan, you should want Sevy out there. Like, it, I would honestly be feeling like the same about like any young, you know, potential superstar. Like if Walker Bueller needed Tommy John or like a Jack Flaherty needed Tommy John, like it sucks overall for the game. Like you want the game to have as many superstar caliber guys as possible. But for anyone who's going to come out here and, you know, try to be like, oh man, this team is going to overtake the Yankees now. I mean, like what situation are we in this year that's different from last year? We didn't have Severino all of last year. He pitched three games at the end of the year, which were meaningless games. We are pretty much locked up the division by then. So I get that James Paxton is going to miss like a month and a half like this season, but he'll be back at some point. And you know what? The Yankees have good candidates in-house to fill the rotation until then. And I'm just paying attention to the deadline, whether it be a Matthew Boyd, who I mentioned numerous times, or a Robbie Ray. They're going to make a move. When they make the move, it should come to a surprise to no one. Yo, word. And Nick, I got a different question question for you since you have been a pitcher. I don't know if you had Tommy John or not, but I know it's something that now younger kids are having it more and more, man. What's your thought on just Tommy John overall? And I don't know, man, what's, what's your view on it? Tommy John surgery has turned into almost a necessity. Like if you don't have one, you haven't earned your stripes. Um, I actually went in for Tommy John surgery uh, when I was after high school, before starting junior college. And back then, it was 97, 98. Tommy John surgery was still kind of new, so it wasn't as perfected as it, as it is now. And it wasn't, it was hard to, one, determine if you needed it, but then two, it was almost damn near impossible to find somebody that could do it. Um, when they actually cut me open for it, they saw some scar tissue that they didn't see on the MRIs and x-rays, clean it up, and I ended up being fine. But it's, it's such, I mean, it's like a knee reconstruction now. It's like getting your tonsils removed. It's just, it's so perfected. They have, they use cadavers. They use, you know, animal attendants for it instead of taking it out of the human body now. So it's almost, if you do the rehab right, then you come back with a better tendon than you had before, which is why guys are throwing harder. So I kind of made the joke in the, in the group that said he's going to come back, sit in 100 or 101 with topping out at 105 now because he's just going to have a stronger right arm. Yeah, no, look, and Tommy John isn't like the death sentence it, it was maybe back in the 80s and 90s. Like now, you kind of said earning your stripes. Like it's almost, it's almost one of those things where if you're a guy, if you're a young guy throwing your 90s, more likely than not, well, not more likely than not, but there's a good chance that you're going to need, need Tommy John or you're going to get Tommy John at some point in early in your career. I think it has to do with the velocity, just the way that we train now. 
baseball has become a year-round sport like many of the other sports. So, so yeah, man, it, it sucks to see these guys go down with this, and we do miss a season of, of seeing them out there. But, you know, we I, at least I hope, I know Rob hopes, I'm sure Nick hopes too, just a speedy recovery for uh, Severino. We hope that he comes back stronger than ever. But that being said, we're not here for Severino. We're here for the NL Central and Nick's new team. So, Nick, I'll, I'll give you the option. Do you want to wait for the team to come up, or do you just want to announce it right now? We'll wait for the team to come up. All right. That's fair. I respect it. I respect it. All right. With that being said, man, um, like always, we're gonna we're gonna start with last the last place team from la- from the division last year, and that's the Pittsburgh Pirates. And there's mm-hmm. the team. They came up. Here they are. Yo, get out of my face, yo. Get the fuck out of here. Nah, but look, Pittsburgh Pirates, they're, they're in trouble. They, they are they are on our uh, hot trash meter. They are kind of steaming up, man. I think the best part of this offseason is when they asked Jared Dyson, like, hey, man, how do you feel about signing with Pittsburgh? And he's kind of like, nobody else offered me anything. I need a job. I'm going to be here. Like, crap. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not the attitude you want from. That's not the attitude you want from free agents. But you know what? There are some bright spots. You have Josh Bell, who had a career year last year. You have guys like Brian Reynolds, who was a rookie last year, who. You know, some guys, some people say he kind of overachieved, but we'll, we'll see. You know, he's a rookie last year. He can he can certainly do it again. Uh, you know, other big names, Cole Tucker kind of came up, did some things last year. Uh, Keon Kella, he's their new closer after the whole Felipe Vasquez fiasco and that kind of stuff. And you know, overall, it's a, it's, it's a pretty ugly team. You don't, you don't see a lot of guys on the roster that you're you're really happy to have. But you know, we're gonna start with you, Nick, because I think the rotation might be one of their secretly kind of. Maybe surprising spots. I, I, I look at the names they have, and it's not like something it's completely disgusting, but they have a lot of, uh, at least in my opinion, a lot of three, four, five kind of pitchers. So, man, Nick, what do you got on, on the Pirates? Nick? Oh, we lost one. All right, Rob. You, what, what do you got on the Pirates, dude? Yo. Yeah, dude. All right. Right. Sorry, got a call. All right. All right. Nick, Nick, we got Nick, Nick back. We got Nick back. Nick's back. We thought we lost. Look, I thought you were so Sorry excited. About that. So, about Pirates, pitch. right? Uh, yeah. Pirates are my new team, and. I'm loving it. I've got a little bit of history with them. I've got some good stories as to why, which we can maybe do another episode sometime later. But uh, to your point about the pitching, um, they have a lot of guys that you may have heard the name, but you're not sure how good they are. And it starts off with Chris Archer. If he goes back to what he was a few years ago, then they've got an ace. And they've got a legit ace who's going to just pile up the strikeouts. The problem is even with a lot of strikeouts, he still tends to allow a lot of runs. And the defense isn't very good. And to me, the offense is definitely much better to look at. It's going to be more exciting to watch. Uh, Kevin Newman probably going to be lead off, followed by Adam Frick. Gregory Polanco, if he can stay healthy. And Josh Bell. Your one through five is full of major league hitters. And they're not prospects that might get better. They're legit major league hitters. And they can produce. Nobody's going to be hitting 300. Nobody's really going to be dropping 40 home runs. And there's probably not a 100 RBI, 100 run guy in there but overall you've got a bunch of 260 to 270 hitters 25 home runs 80 rbis 80 runs if you've got that across your top five that's pretty set that's a pretty exciting top five and then if kevin newman doesn't do very well your point about cole tucker could come up real quickly and take over for him and move him around uh colin moran's been serviceable the last few years even though he's not a studly name he is a serviceable third base in major league baseball so the offense is definitely the one, the part of the team to look forward to. Jared Dyson could provide some little spark down there in the number eight spot. I mean, he's great defensively. He's got a ton of wheels. There's probably no reason that they'll stop him from running. 
So Jared Dyson, if he stays healthy the whole year, might pop, I don't know, 40 stolen bases, 50 stolen bases, because there's no reason to stop him from doing that because he's just going to be a trade piece if he does well at all for some team that might want a little speed off the bench. And he didn't get, he didn't uh, cost very much this year for the one-year deal. So looking pretty good there offensively. The pitching is really weak. Um, you really need everybody to have above average years in Chris Archer, Musgrove, Trevor Williams, Stephen Brault, and Mitch Keller is their prospect. He could be their ace by the end of the year uh, pretty easily because what's in front of him isn't very impressive. Keona Kell is going to get dealt as long as he doesn't go down the same path as their closer from last year. Um, Kyle Crick, I've heard really good things in listening to some spring training reports from his teammates about his spin rate and how tight his slider is as far as the tightness of the spin. He was a former Giant along with Chris Stratton. They're both failed starters that went to the bullpen when they went to the Pirates, so maybe they found something over there. Um, but with their new uh, GM and their new manager, there's a lot of excitement. Their farm system was bottom third of MLB last year, and it's only it's bottom half still, but it's up a little bit. And with some moves they might make around the trade deadline, they could make it better a lot faster. But I still have them losing a lot of games. I have them at 60 and 102 on the year because they lost Starling Marte, they lost Francisco Liriano, and they lost Elias Diaz, who caught the most games for them last year. So there's just a ton of turnover and realistically some pretty important spots for them to get any better. So they're going to get worse this year. Yeah, they're pretty much crap. They're pretty much crap. And, and are you fucking with me? Are they really in your team? All right. I guess I, I, I don't know if I got an answer there. <laughs> Sorry, no, you got out again. My bad. I don't know what's going not, on with my phone. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, so wait, so are they really your new favorite team? Yes, the Pittsburgh Pirates are my new favorite team. Yo, look, that, not for nothing. That's shocking. That's, that's surprising. That is. Yeah, not for nothing. I, like when I opened up, I was I was low key joking. <laughs> no, so here's so here's why. So just real quick. Number one, they won the championship year that I was born in 1979. Uh, number two, Willie uh, Willie Stargell is one of my favorite players, but for sure Roberto Clemente is number woo, prob probably three or four on my all time most respected favorite player list ever. Um, I was huge Andrew McCutcheon fan. That dude is one of the most stand-up guys baseball's ever seen. Class, class personified. So the the lineage of Pittsburgh Pirates players is just lines with guys you would want to call a family member, and that says a lot. Especially coming from the Giants, as much as they've had some real shitheads in the Giants organization, they really take care of their players, and their players stay in the organization. Best story I have with the Giants ever. I went to one of their sleepovers in the stadium a couple years ago. It was Will Clark and JT Snow signing autographs, and they had a line going through the autograph table. And the lady there starts like telling everybody, "Hey, no gloves, no pictures, just balls. That's all we're signing." And Will Clark was like, "Hey, well, why? What's the hurry?" Well, the night's almost over. You guys got to get back to your hotel. Like Will Clark looked at it and said, "You wasted your money on a hotel room. I'm sleeping in the stadium with everybody else." And like that's the kind of players that the Giants have around their system and the Pirates do as well. So there's just a ton of history there that I really link to. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely a Pittsburgh Pirates fan going forward. Yo, and like any extended family, they also have the creepy uncle. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh right on cue. Oh, man. Look. <laughs> what one guy I want to mention on the Pirates, he's not going to be playing this year, but uh, Jamison Tylon, he was – he was a really good arm for them back in 2018. 2019 was a little bit of a struggle before he got hurt, but he was definitely a guy on the upswing of things before before he did get hurt. Yo, Rob, what do you got on Nick's new random but favorite team with the Pirates? Yeah, they're, they're going to be at the bottom of the NL Central. I, I don't think it's going to be that much of a surprise to anyone. I don't have them doing as bad as, as Nick does. I have them at 67 and 95. 
Um, I think they're going to take a little step back. But the thing that I've come to realize with the Pirates ever since around like 2012, 2013, you know, the, the peak McCutcheon years where, where that team was making wildcard appearances is that like even in years where the Pirates do like really bad, they always go on some sort of run. Like they always have like a 20 game stretch where they just like win a lot and you start to think like, oh man, like they, they got some magic left. So that's why I didn't knock them down that much. I, I think this is gonna be like a typical pirate year where, where they go on some sort of run early on in the season before they fizzle out. Um, but they have, you know, they have some pretty decent arms in terms of the rotation. My rookie for the division is actually coming from their rotation and Mitch Keller. I think, I think we're gonna be able to see a full year from him now. And he kind of falls in that class with um, Talon and um, Tyler Glasnow, who was there before he got traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they kind of had like very elite pitching prospects. Now, I do go with him as my rookie, but I do also have to see how the Pirates actually develop him. Um, I want to see how he actually does in, you know, pitching a full year there. Um, and like Nick was mentioning, I mean, they have a, an okay lineup. They they have major league level hitters there. I think we're, we're all looking forward to seeing what Josh Bell does after, you know, being named an all-star this past season. So they have some good players overall. Um, but, you know, once you put it all together, at least this year, to me, it's just a pretty average team. Can they get to 70 wins? Maybe. But I have them at 67 right now. And yeah, I have them finishing last in the division. Man, look, I know you guys both said you guys have them last in the division, but... Yo, I have him worse than that. Like, I think this team's straight up ass water. Like, yo, other than Josh Bell, and I'm hoping Brian Reynolds does something. Like, I don't, I don't like this team's prospects at all. Like, just, just for fun, I was like clicking through their catchers just to see like what they might bring to the table. Because a lot of these guys, I was kind of like, yo, who the hell are you? And I know they had uh, former Yankee great John Ryan Murphy, but yo, these guys, <laughs> these guys are averaging below a two hundred, two hundred average. Uh, like as you know individually so yeah, it's not the catcher's uh, an offensive position but like it doesn't hurt to swing it a little bit man i don't know i haven't you know look i have him losing possibly 100 105 to 110 games Ooh. I think, oh man yeah, you know i have them I, I get it they usually figure something out to make them not so trash but i, I think that are they the worst team in baseball for you um I don't know. I think Tigers are pretty close. I, I think it'd be a battle between them and the Tigers. I just think that that division is so stacked with with just competent teams that look, it's going to be an uphill battle for them, man. I, I think the NL is really strong this year. Uh, you know, American League really has what, like three or four top teams and the rest of them are kind of like, pfft, you know what I mean? With the NL Central <laughs> and... <laughs> the, the rest of the teams are fart noises. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> But yeah, with the, with the NL, man, like Every division stacked to a, to a certain extent, you know what I mean? Even if it's just the top three teams, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It, it's going to be a rough battle for them. I, I don't see them coming out on top of that. Yo, look, and let's go to our next team. And the next team is kind of the team that I thought was going to be Nick's new favorite team. So, I was completely surprised when he, when he says the Pirates. But that's the, the, that's the new look Reds. And if you look at the Reds, there's really just one spot on, their, on the roster that you're like, look, that could be a noticeable upgrade. And... We've talked about the possibility of Francisco Lindor linked to like this team, especially since they have the prospects to do it. And yo, look, Reds are not a bad looking team right now. Yo, Rob, you can start with it, man. What, what do you got on the Reds? Yeah, like you said, I'm expecting to see big things from the, from the Reds this year. Um, at the same time, I'm not going in on them 100%. I have them actually missing out on the postseason 
by around maybe two or three games. I had them at 87 and 75 this year and finishing second in the division. Um, I really was a big fan of all the moves that they made. Um, they had to bring in like key necessary pieces on very, very good contracts. I think the Mustakis contract was a great deal for them. He's going to be a solid piece in that lineup. Um, you know, there, there's no need to even mention Suarez, who we continuously say is one of the most underrated third basemen in the entire league. Um, who oh, He basically almost put up a 50 home run season this past year. Um, and he's just become that type of hitter the last couple seasons. He's probably in for another 35, 40 home run season. Um, you want to see if Joey Votto can bounce back. Um, and they have some other solid pieces in there in their outfield, you know, adding uh, Nick Castellanos and bringing over Akiyama from Japan. Um, with Aquino and Senzel there, some young pieces. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, their shortstop situation is weak. I mean, I know they have Freddie Galvis in there, but let me tell you, if Cincinnati can pull off a trade for Francisco Lindor, I mean, talk about the situation being like somewhat decent from Lindor. I mean, dude, probably, you know, it, it's not going to be that crazy of a move for him. He stays in Ohio, <laughs> you know, just goes to just goes to a different city. And I don't know if Cincinnati's able to off that move I, I i'd have to give their front office even more credit than than the work that they put in right now um but they've been putting in work for the last couple seasons i mean i'm not to be honest with you i'm not too surprised with the sunny gray edition because i think i think me and daniel were both on the on the same page of sunny gray essentially just needed to get out of new york you know it was it was very evident to see that sunny gray was not a, a bronx type of pitch so when you get Sonny Gray out of New York and you put him in a team like Cincinnati or even like a team like Milwaukee, you know, some of these like secluded teams, um, Sonny Gray has talent. I, I'm, I wasn't too surprised for what he did for them last year. But, you know, they have a stud in uh, Luis Castillo and they have some other pieces in there. But I just want to see I want to see consistency out of their arms. That's why I had them finishing up second in the, the division. I just want to see if their arms can repeat their performances from last year. And they have fan favorite Trevor Bauer probably being the second piece right now in that rotation. So I hope it's a good year for them. Um, but, yeah, I can't give them the division quite yet. I don't give them the division, but I do give them something that's that's way better than they did last year. I have them in second place in the division, and I also have them in the wild card. Wild card. Yeah, I have them taking the second wild card. So I had a uh, you know take it back to the NOS episode. I have Arizona in my first wild card. I have the Reds in my second wild card. I have Luis Castillo as my in division Cy Young this year, and. There was real consideration for me for having Suarez as my in-division MVP. I didn't quite get to that. I, I didn't get to him, so he's not my MVP, but he, he was very close to it. And look, this team, they added pieces all around, man. Nick Castellanos coming into right. You know what I mean? Uh, you mentioned Moustakis. You got Akiyama, one of my favorite names in baseball. You know what I mean? The rotation, you know, oh, that one, two, three, especially in that division, is, ve is very good. So they have stuff to... They have stuff to you know, win some games with. And I think that they'll, they'll be more than all right this year, man. Nick, what, what did you have on the Reds? I've actually just got one win more than Rob. I got him at 86 and 76. And their additions are really good. They really filled in almost all the holes they need, except to Rob's point shortstop. But even Galvis, he's a major league shortstop. He's not going to, you know, be crazy good at anything. But he is a major league shortstop. He is serviceable. You can't say that he's not one of the 30 best shortstops in baseball. So it's a good guy to have there when you've got so much other talent there. If Votto can come back even a little bit to the medium for him and have a little bit of positive regression, 
He's going to kill it this year. <clears throat> Suarez is a monster. Moustakas is a monster. Castellanos is my pick for MVP in the division. Um, I have him actually tied with Chris Bryant. I think Chris Bryant's going to play really pissed off this year from all the offseason stuff and losing his arbitration. So I actually have co-MVP, but I think Nick Castellanos is going to put up some crazy numbers there in Cincinnati. And then you've got other guys that, you know, with Winker that could play well, might get injured, but they've got a ton of depth like we've talked about before in the outfield. Um, they've got Van Meter who can play solid outfield. Aquino, if he hits like he did when he first came up, is going to be crazy. So there's a ton of depth in their outfield. Their infield is really solid without much injury history, so there's not much to worry about there. And they're pitching like we talked about before when we said who would you rather have, the White Sox, the Padres, or the Reds. I mean, their pitching is solid. Anthony Descalfani is their number five guy. Is He can be really good. He can be a number three, and he's going to sit there as a number five. And their bullpen is absolutely amazing. It's not the best. In the, it's the best in the Central for sure, and it's probably top three or four in the NL. I haven't laid out all the records for all the teams, so I can't really say if I think they make or miss the playoffs just yet as that wild card. But I have them at 86 wins, and I, I think that's a that's pretty much locked in. If these guys played their potential this year, 90 wins is not out of the question for them, in my opinion. You know what? That's I, that's a bold statement, man. But yeah, look, we, we I can't disagree that much with you because I do have them in a wild card spot. And I may have, I may have been a little earlier with that. I, I I might have them competing for that last spot with some team in the in the AL East, but we'll get to that when we get to that. And and Akiyama's yeah. my rookie of the year for the division. Another 28-year-old rookie of the year. 32-year-old rookie of the year. Boom! Throw it in there. I'm tired of you old motherfuckers. coming from Japan. Woo! What the? All right. Yo, you know what I've been watching lately because it's on the MLB Network all the time? Yo, Mr. Baseball. Yo, Loki, one of the Loki, one of the better MLB movies. Or one of the better baseball movies. Dude, is that the one where, um, with uh, Selick, where he goes yeah. and play in, like, Japan or some shit? Yo, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's him. There, there's, there's a couple scenes where he's shirtless. All you hear, all you see is hair. Like, the difference between him and Chewbacca is a jawline. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, it's crazy. But, yeah, let, let's let's move on to our next team. And our third-place team from last year was the Chicago Cubs. And they were a very disappointing team. I don't care whether you're Rob, who, you know, lost millions. Yo, don't, 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 don't say Cubs out here, bro. I get treated. We have to. We have to say Cubs. Say that other team from Chicago that's worse than the White Sox. That other team from Chicago who's worth somehow. We'll just call them blue pinstripes. The blue pinstripes of Chicago ended up ended up in third place last year, and, and it was a very disappointing season for them. A lot of high high hopes there. Um, they're a team that it's kind of hard to read, man. You don't really know if they are trying to you know get rid of some of their guys or if they're ready to compete. And you know, to be honest with you. I don't know where they are either. I, it's hard for me. It's one of the harder teams to rate. They do have the the talent there to make a push for the playoffs. It's just whether or not that's the feeling in the clubhouse, man. And I'm gonna go to the Nick first, but I'm I am gonna say, look, if he stays in this division and he stays there the entire year, I have Chris Bryant as my division MVP. I think he's due for a comeback year to sh- show people that. You know, his first three years weren't a fluke. He can stay healthy and that he's still one of the better players in the game. You know what I mean? So, Nick, w- with that being said, man, what do you got on the Cubs? I'm right there with you, man. I got Chris Bryant as the co-MVP with Castellanos, and I just think they're both going to put up just ridiculous numbers. Chris Bryant moving to the leadoff spot puts him at more of a high run total than the RBIs that maybe you normally expect. But I'm really excited to, de- to see David Ross take over and not Joe Madden the shit out of his team. 
Like Chris Bryant is not going to be a third base slash second base slash outfielder. He's going to be third base. Ian Happ is now going to be center field. Uh, Jason Hayward is now going to be right field. Kyrie Schwarber is going, going to be left field. They're going to be set in their positions, and I, I think they're just going to take off with that, knowing exactly what they have. I know Joe Madden made it fun, and he made it lighthearted, and it really took... He spun it in a way to make it fun for them, but uh, Major League Baseball players are routine. If The better the routine, the better they're going to do. The more predictable it is, the better they're going to do. And so the predictability of where they're going to play every day, I think it's going to help them out a ton. And that offense is easily the best in the NL Central. It's way better than the Reds up and down the lineup. And I'm just really excited to see what they can do. I have them for 90 wins, and I think they're going to take the division. And the major reason I only have them at 90 as a division winner, because that's kind of low for a division winner, is because there really is a lot of competition between them, the Reds, the Cardinals, and the Brewers, even though I think the Brewers are going to slip down a bunch, they're still going to be competitive. So I just see the competition. To me, the NL Central is probably going to be the most tightly packed division in all of baseball, minus the Pirates. Yeah, minus the, minus the Pirates is that big part. Yo, Rob, what, what do you have on that other Chicago team, as Nick alluded to, the the blue pinstripes, the, yeah. just the other guys? Yeah, so the other guys in Chicago, I'm going to go the complete opposite from what Nick went, and I have them finishing fourth in the division. I have them at 80 and 82, simply Whoa. because, you know what? No, I'm going to tell you why. You know why? Because you hate them. They lost your money. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. 100% because they can't be trusted. That's why. Because they cannot be trusted. I agree with you. They have a great lineup. They have a great lineup. But I'm not 50-50 on Chris Bryant spending the entire season there. So if I'm going to go under the assumption that Chris Bryant gets traded away, they lose a big piece from that lineup. Yes, they have Wilson Contreras, but he got hurt last year. Yes, they have Anthony Rizzo. Yes, they have one of my favorite players in all of baseball and Javi Baez, who I expect a huge season from. But at the same time, I'm just like, eh, I can't trust y'all. Y'all going to put up some stats, but y'all going to end up falling on your face at some point, just like y'all did last year. And their bullpen ain't nothing to be, like, that super excited about. I mean, you have Craig Kimbrough in the back, but, like, that's about it. A lot of a lot of the other guys that they have in the bullpen are, like, just pieces that they're kind of throwing in there together. And their rotation, their rotation is solid. If you look at it, a lot of veteran presence, Darvish, Hendricks, Lester, Quintana, whoever ends up filling the fifth spot, which will more than likely be someone like Tyler Chatwood. But you look at those first four, heavy veteran presence, but – I don't know if they all stay healthy for the entire season, and I don't know what I they, – they they possess a veteran presence, but I don't know exactly what I can expect from them at this season. I expect the best performer to be Kyle Hendricks just because I think in the last couple seasons he's shown a certain level of consistency. But, no, you know the Cubs are still hurting for that from that $150 million contract to you, Darvish. I mean, he's done nothing to show, like, that he was worth even, like, half that money. But, yeah, I mean, go off – but, yeah, I, I have them finishing at fourth um, simply because they lost all trust in the world. If they finish better, that's fine. But um, for all the listeners out there, don't don't put your money on that other team from Chicago. Look, and this is, this is what I love about this division. I love the parity, man. I love just how, long, how big the range is. So I actually have the Cubs finishing in first. And I know Rob's not happy with me right now. He's probably he's probably thinking of ways to murder. I'm disgusted. I'm saying, look, if you look at the rotations in, in the NL Central, 
you can't tell me that you legitimately think that there's, you know, from top down a better rotation than the Cubs. Yeah, look, the Reds are close. I think the Reds rotation is very close. I and like, maybe the- I like two of them actually. I like two. I like I like the Cardinals rotation and the Reds rotation better than the Cubs rotation. I just puked in my mouth a little bit. That's what I did. I, I'm just my saying. I'm just saying. Look, look, I, I get it. I get it. The Cubs hurt you. There's an emotional void in your life right now that that they kind of just put a knife through. Look, from, from one through, I'll say one through four. I can't, I can't name you a better one through four in the NL Central. I, I just can't. And look, they, they do have to stay healthy. That is something that every team needs to do, though. You can say that about almost any team. Not, not every team is set up like the Dodgers, where you have depth from your, you know, major league your major league team all the way down through like your single A team it feels like but look even guys like Jason Hayward I feel like Jason Hayward still starts on 29 other major league ball, ball teams you know what I mean Kyle Schwarber he's a guy that look no matter what team he's on he's gonna get significant playing time you know Ian Happ Albert Moore Jr. they're still sharing center field whatever Javi Baez MVP candidate Chris Bryant MVP candidate Anthony Rizzo one of the best MVP candidate yeah you could say that you know what I mean yeah. Wilson could I don't have him as an MVP candidate, but I see I see why Nick says that. He, he's one of the better first basemen in MLB. Wilson Contreras. But, like, the, the NL is just like, look, let, let me put it to you this way. If Nolan Arenado still hasn't gotten an MVP, there's no way Rizzo's getting one. That's fair. That, that's completely fair. But, look, that, that, same, that, that being said, too, look, I also have my rookie of the year coming from the Cubs. I have Nick Horner coming. Horner. Say, I don't even know how to say his name, man. But, look, he's my rookie of the year. He didn't do too bad when he was up last year. I, he's going to be second base. Pretty much full time this year, like like uh, Nick mentioned, they're not going to be moving guys around the 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 field, playing musical chairs out there. So I don't know. I, I think the Nick, the Knicks. I think the Cubs come back and they have a good season. I, I really do think that. Look, I don't trust David Ross at all. I don't think he's a guy that should have gotten that job. Like I get why he got it. I'm not a big fan of dudes coming from like the media down to to you know the coach. Especially in a situation like David Ross, where he's kind of super coddled because that was his team and people did love him as much as he did. He's, he's in a situation where, you know, he's, he's kind of like babied a little bit because of that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Craig Kimbrough can have a big comeback. I'm excited Bruh. for the Cubs. I'm excited this, for I'm Look, for, for everyone, for everyone out there, I have the Cubs this low because, no, I'm not giving them the satisfaction of me saying that they're going to finish first or second in this, in this yes. division. Here's the real thing, though. If they win 90 games, 95 games, it'll all be on the back of Javi Baez, who's probably going to hit, like, 58 home runs this season. So, And everyone deserves to see that level of talent, that Puerto Rican talent, in the postseason. So I won't be upset the Cubs do make the postseason. What I am going to say is that low-key, I am hoping that they only win 80 games, and I'm never putting my money on them again. No, it's pretty high key. There's nothing low key about it. Okay, high key, <laughs> medium key, super high key. The Cubs, you know what? I'm gonna say it right now. The Cubs ain't gonna win this division. Look, man, you just lost yourself a spot on El Mago of Love. Cause I know Javi ain't feeling that take from you. Bro, I know he I ain't. Care. I don't care, bro. I got Lindor. I got Lindor and Yadi. There's no shows. About them. There's no VH1 shows about them yet. All I'm saying. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, enough about the Cubs. No, real quick, I got you, Darvish, as my Saw Young. I forgot to say that. I got you, Darvish, as my Saw Young. Today. Do you? Yes, Yo, sir. How, Nick how is sleeping. Oh, man. Watch, watch, watch and learn, boys. Watch and learn. He figured something out second half of last year with his mechanics. 
He's back to you, Darvish, from a while ago. He's going to he's going to strike out 250 this year. He's going to give you 200 innings. He's going to have an ERA under three and a half. He's going he's going to do it. Look, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I didn't know we were taping this podcast in 2013. Damn! Wow, you gonna go there? I'm just well, saying. No, you're saying 2013. They were still ass. <laughs> no, I'm saying like he's talking about Darvish. Darvish. I'm, so, I'm talking about oh, Darvish. Oh, you. I'm talking about Darvish, like, because he said Darvish, Cy Young caliber pitcher. I'm like, yo, when Darvish, like, first three seasons, that's the only time you can really say that about him. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sad I said that because now you guys know who I'm picking in the fantasy baseball draft. I'm going Darvish. Okay. You, go, yo, Nick, go crazy. Go crazy. Go ahead. Look, all I got to say about you, Darvish, and this is the most factual thing I could say about you, Darvish, was when he first came out and I saw his name, all I could think of was, now watch me, Soldier Boy. I believe that. Yo, yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, we've gotten out of control here. Yo, look. N- next team, the second place team from the last year's NL Central. And that was the Milwaukee Brewers. And look, they, they're, they're sweating. Rash. <laughs> just, oh my God. You guys just, yo, let me just finish the intro before you literally, guys start. Literally oh. outside of Yellick and Hater Trash. All right. Well, I guess oh, we no, know wait, Ke- Keston, Keston, Keston. I'm, I'm wrong. There you go. There you go. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I, I spoke too soon. But yes, three players out of a 26-man roster. Rest is trash. You guys finished? You guys done? Can no, I do no, my no, thing? I'm going to wait till you do your intro, though. All right. Thank you. That's all I'm asking for. You sons of bitches. Like, come they on now. They're going to be trash when you're done with your intro, too. I mean, this is, it's not going to change it. It's like my intro is going to change your mind. All I'm going to say is what I'm going to say. All right. You have the floor. You, you guys mentioned, look, Christian Yellick. Before Christian Yellick went down with that injury, they, they were on. they were probably... I won't say favorites in the NL, but they were in good position. You know what I mean? He had what I believe was an MVP season. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he had a ridiculous season. He, he um, came back from that 2018 MVP season. We got to see how he comes back from his knee injury. Their pitching rotation is not anything to look at that you're kind of like happy about. I mean, you guys mentioned Hero. He's at second base. He should be someone that they're very excited about. Probably one of the like secretly better hitters in the NL, in the NL itself. So with that, because because you guys got to it, man. Yo, Nick, what do you got on the Brewers? Trash. This team is trash, <laughs> trash, trash. I mean, really. So if Lorenzo Cain comes back and does what he can do, okay, you maybe have a third good hitter. But everybody else is like Eric Sogard. He had maybe thirty good games in his entire career out of seven years. He's had thirty good games. Avisel Garcia does very well in a perfect system like the Rays last year and the White Sox before that where they can really put him in in his strengths which is hitting lefties but an everyday player he is not Justin Smoke you just keep hearing about his stat cast numbers and how much he barrels the ball and it always ends up in a 190 batting average like there's there's every single player on this team there's the idea like this guy is good if this guy is good if and none of them are injury related this isn't the Yankees where you say, if we get 140 games out of this guy, they're going to blow the top off the game. All of these guys are like, well, if this guy would just have a few more hits fall in, if this guy would just have a, you know, a few more pitches called for him. They're all like skill-related sucking, not health-related sucking. I mean, Brandon Woodruff, yeah, he's, he's all right, but he's not an ace on any other team in Major League Baseball, not even the Marlins. Brandon Woodruff would not even be the number three starter on the Marlins. He wouldn't even be the ace on the Angels. And that's how bad this team is. It's so, and their, their bench, if you want to call it that, they got Brock Holt from Boston. Great. Boston's not any good. So if you lose Brock Holt, 
if you gain Brock Holt from Boston, that's not really a positive thing. You might have Ryan Braun put together a good year because he just, for some reason, always seems to put together about 130 games of solid major league performance. But outside of that, man, there's nothing to be happy about. I've got him for 70 wins, and I would not be surprised if they won less than that. So I've got 70 and 92. That's a 19-game dip from last year. And the major reason is you lose Grandal, Moustakis, Thames, and Pomerantz, and Jeffress. Pomerantz and Jeffress for that team last year were super solid out of the bullpen and gave them a lot more wins than they should have without those guys. And you take away my best catch in the game in Grandal, a guy with 35 to 40 homers a year in Moustakis, and a guy that comes off the bench and rakes and Thames, that it's crazy how much offense and pitching they lost and they did not replace it. I'm excited to see Kesson Hira, and I'm excited to see Christian Yellick. But outside of that, man, this is going to be a struggle year. I agree with you to an extent. So I do think this is going to be a struggle year. Granted, I don't have them losing 19 more games, you know what I mean? I still have them in, in the low 80s. If anything, I have them flip-flopping with the Cubs, maybe with the Reds at, at 75 wins. I think at worst they do 78 wins. But look, you're right. There's a lot of turnover there that goes towards their depth. You know, we, we talked about how how – you know, how high we are on Grandal, Grandal. So that is a big loss. But yo, Rob, what do you got on the Brewers? Bro, the Brewers are trash. And to be honest, I put them ahead of the Cubs on purpose because you know what? The Cubs deserve it. So I put them I put them at third. I put Milwaukee at third. I have them getting around 83 or 84 wins this year. Um, but I think, you know, the, the overall key with me is like, there is not a single move that that team has made that has led to me thinking this team actually wants to contend. This team actually realizes what the hell it has in Christian Yellick to bring pieces in to, to surround him with that can, that can turn that team into a contender. So I have, I don't have that much faith in this team right now, to be honest with you. Like I, I thought they, I thought not last year, but the season before when they made the NLCS, I thought that team overperformed a bit. They have no real, they have no real solid pieces in their rotation outside of Woodruff. And like Nick mentioned, it's not like he's a top guy on any team. Like, like straight up, Brandon Woodruff on the Yankees would probably be the number five starter. On like most teams, he he's probably like not higher than number three. So like the fact that he's the number one guy in Milwaukee doesn't impress me. They have Josh Hader, who realistically they're trying to move on from. So they're trying to get rid of one of the best relievers, you know, in the game as of right now, you know, whether that changes in the future or whatever. But as of right now, He's a top reliever in the game who they're trying to get rid of. And they they really don't have any more pieces in their lineup outside of Keston and Yellick. Like, I, I'm not impressed by anyone. Like, sure, they made the trade for um, Luis Urias. But, like, I mean, there's not much else. Ryan Braun's already, like, an older veteran. Lorenzo Kane is, like, Lorenzo Kane kind of had a, a down year last year. Sure, he won his first gold glove. But, like, he didn't do he didn't do as, as well as he usually does with the bat. Um, and for me, it's, it's look, Milwaukee has a three-year window. Like, that's about it because I don't think that they're going to be the team that ends up re-signing Christian Yellick. They got to take advantage of these three years that they have because if you remember, Christian Yellick signed a seven-year deal worth $49 million when he was in Miami. I can guarantee you when Christian Yellick enters free agency, at eight, even at his age 30 season, unless he has like a crazy unrealistic dip, the man is going to get paid. And it's not going to be my by Milwaukee. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a crazy prediction. You ready for this? You know where I think Christian Yelich ends up on some wild stuff? I think Christian Yelich, when the time comes, is going to be a Boston Red Sox. That's yeah. where I think he ends up. 
That's oh, what I'm God. telling you. Look, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you. And the there's going to be a narrative. I'm calling the future right now, and there's going to be a narrative form because the Red Sox didn't want to pay Mookie, and they're going to end up. They're gonna. They're gonna end up paying Christian Yelich a little bit less because he is going to be 30. But they're still going to be. They're still going to dish out a nice amount of money, probably still like 200 million to get Christian Yelich three years from now. And watch, there's going to be a narrative formed around that. But right now, the Brewers are trash. They're going to stay trash unless they're able to bring in some additional pieces in these next couple seasons. And once Christian Yelich dips, oh boy, yo, once Christian Yelich dips, Nick is going to have a good time because his team, the Pittsburgh Pirates, are going to be able to move at least into fourth place. At least. <laughs> at least. Yo, no look, look. Number five. That was disgusting. Everything about that was disgusting. Look, Bro, I got to agree with you, man. I hate to say it, but Yellick is going to be a Red Sox. I don't know why. Something's telling me he's going to be a Red Sox. Look, I, I got to say this just because I have something equally as disgusting to say. I, I feel like Mookie won't resign with the Dodgers, but I feel like the Dodgers <laughs> eventually do trigger, get Yellick. No, 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 no. Oh. I think they get Yellick, though. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think Yellick is more of their type of guy. You know what I mean? You've seen, you've seen those classic left-handers go through there, whether it's Andre Ethier Adrian Gonzalez, you know, you have Jock now, you know, obviously Bellinger, which is the rare guy. I feel like Yellick fits their MO. He's a California guy. Like, yep, I see him going there too. Yeah, like, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I think uh, Mookie's a little bit more low key than he lets on. Granted, I don't know who has the money to pay Mookie. Like, he wants to get paid. I mean, someone's going to pay Mookie, no matter well, what. Well, right, he's right. He's going to get his money. Right, we just don't know who that is yet. I don't see the Dodgers wanting to pay. No, he's not going to pitch her. You stop that right now, man. Let's do it. Mookie, Let's do Mookie it. Would Mookie would literally cost more, like, for his single, his single contract than, like, Pittsburgh Pirates' entire salary for, like, the past three seasons. No, that's legit, though. Pittsburgh Pirates' salary right now is $57 million, and $25 yeah. million of it is amongst three fucking players, bro. <laughs> Dude, they don't, they don't like to spend money, man. But yeah, they, not... but they have so much money to spend. So they, I mean, it'd be surprising with Charrington up there. Like it, it could turn very interesting with with free agents. I don't think so, man. Have you been to Pittsburgh? It's all bridges. It's like I it's have. like you <laughs> have you what? Yeah, it's I, beautiful. I, it is nice. I don't know, man. I, I can't see. I can't see uh, Mookie going there though. Just personally, that, that's uh, like yeah, crush I, your I, hopes. I but it would be uh, to me. It would be. It would be a, a great move. I don't think it's going to happen simply because of financial reasons, but it would be a great move if we go back to Nick's whole talk on Pittsburgh because Mookie does fit that Roberto Clemente, Andrew yeah, McCutcheon kind of role in the MLB. He does, but you got to pay for that now, though. Like, unless I mean, you draft a guy. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah, not yeah. going to happen based off financial reasons, but if we were just going strictly based off of, you know what, this guy fits perfectly in this type of team culture, Pittsburgh's not that bad of a place for Mookie to end up. It's not. It's not. Look, I, we'll see what happens with Mookie. He could absolutely fall in love with LA and say, "Look, I want to stay here for the next twenty-four years or whatever it is." And twenty-four years. No, no, no. He's gonna be fifty. He's getting that <laughs> Bobby Bonilla contract. No, no. There we go. He's gonna get paid a mil until he's forty-four. I mean, forty-four. So he's eighty-four. Yeah, yeah. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not get crazy. Let, let's move on to a team that we feel better about, or at least I feel better about. And that's the St. Louis Cardinals. They won the division last year. There's nothing out there that says that they shouldn't. If, they're not, if not win it, they should be close to winning it this year. They really didn't lose any pieces. I mean, they lost Zuna, which you can argue they weren't really a big fan of. I don't feel like he fit with them last year. You know, they, they have a very strong team. Yachty's still Yachty. 
Flattery is their, is their guy that he's their you know, glorified ace. He had that amazing second half last year. He's a guy that I have to decide whether I want to keep on my team or drop him to get that second round pick. We'll see how that goes. You know what I mean? They, they just have a very good overall, good overall team. Wong, who's a guy who I think is a little bit overrated, who's coming into his own a little bit. But yo, Rob, man, what's up with you? What, what do you got on the on the Cardinals? Yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis is winning the division again. Like here, here's the division winner. They're gonna they're gonna go ninety. They're gonna go ninety and seventy two and win the division again. I have them, I believe, one game worse than last year. But I think we're you know compared with the division where it stands right now, I I just look at their pieces and I think that they have everything that, to take this division for twenty twenty. I think. I'm not the biggest fan of Jack Flaherty because I think that we have to see him do it for a whole season, but I'm not that disappointed with him being a, being like the number one guy there. He's, he's a really solid young piece for them. You have Adam Wainwright, who, I mean, you can't expect like elite level stuff from Adam Wainwright, but he's definitely a decent veteran to have on that squad. You have guys like Dakota Hudson. You have Miles Mikolas, who's probably going to be out for, for a little bit of time to start the season. But he should be back, and I think he'll be looking to bounce back from having a down year last season. But like I said, I, I like the rotation. We have to see what the hell they're going to do with Carlos Martinez. Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a bullpen piece? Like I feel like the answer changes every year. He was their closer last year. I don't think he's going to be their closer this year. Um, speaking of closers, we have to see how Jordan Hicks comes back if, uh, or in, and how soon he comes back um, from his injury um, because he's going to be a very important piece of that bullpen along with veterans like Andrew Miller. Um, and speaking of which, you know what the crazy thing about it is? How did the, how, the Cardinals actually came out of that Luke Voigt trade as winners now as well? Because the Yankees got a solid first baseman in Luke Voigt and the main piece of that trade for the, for the Cardinals was Chase and Shreve, who is butt cheeks but the second piece that they got from that trade Giovanni Gallegos had a 2.31 ERA with a 0.81 whip last year out their bullpen so that's what he turned into one of their best bullpen pieces so that's one of those trades where you can say both teams got got kind of what they were looking for and they they have overall solid guys in their lineup you know they have Paul Goldschmidt who's one of the top first basemen in the league they have Yachty who is like Hall of Fame level catcher. I mean, not much else needs to be said about him. They have Wong, they have Carpenter, DeJong. Like, they have solid pieces. Um, but to me, I'm also paying attention to their outfield. I feel like their outfield is full with guys who we think they're going to break out, but we have to see it happen, especially for like Tyler O'Neill or like Harrison Bader. I feel like Harrison Bader should be a lot better than he actually is. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's their, their main area of weakness to me right now is, is their outfield. They have some some guys there who can who might be able to break out this season, but we'll have to see. But I have them at number one in the division, um, and I yeah I I don't really see anyone else getting close to, to competing with them at least for next year. I th I think they're going to be close, man. I just think that they're going to fall back a little bit. You mentioned Gallegos and Gallegos with the Yankees. He was always a an, a high upside guy who'd never quite figured it out, and the Cardinals just ended up getting the most out of him. Which was great. I know you love you love seeing those kind of stories, man. Gallego's a guy who was primed to be one of the Yankee starters eventually, and it just never worked out in New York. But yeah, yo, look, they have other guys like Alex Reyes, who it feels like he's been in the league for 44 years, but he's only like 24 years old, if I'm if I'm correct. That outfield is probably one of the better defensive outfielders, just based off range and things like that. So we'll, we'll see, man. Probably hitting is like their hitting is like almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah, but look, that's that's the thing though. With with young guys like that, you just need one season to kind of turn like, that page. It's like three Kevin Kiermeyers. No, stop it, three <laughs> Kevin Kiermeyers. Come on, 
You don't don't insult saying, these guys like saying, that. They have, no, okay, like so they can hit better than Kevin Kiermaier, but I just think they're they they're guys that haven't reached near their potential yet. Like I'm no, like, and you're right on that. Be a lot better than they are, but like I have to see it first. You're right on that, but look, a lot of those question marks is why I have them falling all the way to third this year. Granted, it's a close third. It's a close third. I have Cubs first. I have the red second, and I have the Cardinals third. You're disgusting, man. Get good, out of here. Good, good call on the red second. Good call on the red second. Nick, what you got, Nick? Disgusting. So this You're is the just... first time. This is the first time I've agreed with Daniel because I do. I do have the same with Cubs, Reds, Cardinals. Disgusting. I, I also believe. I also agree with Rob that the division winner is going to be 90 and 72, and that's going to be the Cubs. I've got the Cardinals as third and 85 and 77, and the major reason for me is that literally everything. <laughs> in their organization or sorry at the major league level <clears throat> has a question mark is jack flaherty really that good as an ace is carlos martinez a starting pitcher or a relief pitcher is dakota hudson going to be healthy all year who is kwan Hyun kim is <laughs> yeah, Wayne, like, who is he who is he <laughs> so, there's a question for everybody and yadi Molina is he is a hall of fame catcher Maybe the best catcher that's ever played the game, all things considered. I got a lot of love for Johnny Bench, but it was a different game, and he was surrounded with a lot more talent than Yadier Merlina has been. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, is he going to come back to what he was? Matt Carpenter, like, he looks like he's 40, and he's only 34. Paul DeYoung, is he going to pop up, you know, 40 home runs this year? There's so many question marks with this team, but what I will give the Cardinals credit for is the fact that they are the Cardinals. They just never seem to really suck. And they always seem to be in the race every single year. And I have them, like I said, 85 and 77. It wouldn't surprise me if they win 90 or 95 games. It really wouldn't because just face value, I can see where you could get to 95 wins. But they really need a lot of step-ups from their outfield. Tommy Edmund, Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, those three in particular. If those three can step up their game and be where they should offensively, it changes their entire season dynamic. And I think the outfield offense is their biggest question mark. Pitching-wise, their starters can all be really good. It's just a matter of how many innings they can get. They don't have a workhorse. It might be Jack Flaherty, but they really don't have a 200-inning guy. Their bullpen is really good with Gallegos, Miller, and Breville all possibly being the closer. John Gant threw well last year. Brett Cecil, Sneaky, is a good pitcher. And then uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon is their swing guy, long relief for a starter. So they do have some depth to their starting pitching if somebody falters, but there's just so many question marks and the major. So the difference between the question marks with the Cardinals and the Cubs, I think the Cubs is, is their team batting average going to be 260 or 280? And I think the Cubs is, is their team batting average going to be 230 to 260? Their, their floor as a team is a lot lower than other teams in the division. And that's why I have them third. I just don't see them on paper being as good as the other teams in the division right now between the Reds and the Cubs. And I'll say this, the, the Cardinals have made a big emphasis this offseason on kind of like, uh, what's it called, the small ball, the putting the ball in play kind of kind of things. That they've kind of tried to take away some of those long daddy hacks that we've seen nowadays. And they, they really are trying to make a conscious effort at making better contact. And we saw that uh, with Mike Schley. He, he, he talked about it. He's like, these guys just have to be better at this kind of stuff if we're going to be successful, you know, more than just making the playoffs and actually making a, a push in the, in the World Series. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, man. But, look, Nick, we'll stay with you, man. Just give you a recap of who your division Cy Young, division MVP, and division Rookie of the Year is, 
So my Cy Young is you Darvish. My MVP is co-MVP between Nick Castellanos and Chris Bryant. And my rookie of the year is Akiyama from the Reds. Another 44-year-old. I like it. Yo, what about you, Rob? Yo, I totally realized I didn't even say who my MVP and Cy Young was for this. You don't, you don't even have one, bro. <laughs> Look, no, nah, it, it's it's going to be the, the most popular pick. So, like, rookie of the year is going to be Mitch Teller from Pittsburgh. The MVP is going to be Christian Yellick again. I, I just think – I think Christian Yellick just shut me up last year after I said I wanted to see him repeat it. And he repeated his MVP season and was better. If he would have stayed healthy, he would have won MVP in the National League. And the Cy Young, I'm going to give it to Jack Flaherty, even though I'm not, like, super impressed with him and I want to see a solid year from him. I think I think he shuts me up as well and just goes off this year. Damn, all right, yo. And for me, I got my Rookie of the Year. I got Nick Horner. My Cy Young, I got Luis Castillo. And my MVP, I got Chris Bryant. Man, I, got, I, I got a big comeback coming from those uh, other Chicagoans, you know what I mean? All right, man, look, and you know what time it is. It's time for the random questions. And so you, I know you guys aren't ready, but here, here they go. Here, here they go. All right, man, from, from the NL Central, if you had one player to be traded to your favorite team, who would that player be? I saw a few. Yo, what is happening over there? Did an, I'm just yo, saying, did, it's, a, it's a very easy. You know what my answer is going to be. What's your answer? Javi Baez. You, you want Javi Baez on the Yankees. Enough said. Enough Give me a non hobby bias answer. Give me a non hobby bias answer, man. Now there's no, qualifiers ask Nick first. Shit. Nick, who, who do you got? What one player from the NL Central do I want to my favorite team? Yeah. I want Francisco Lindor to the Pirates, bro. Bro, he's not in the NL Central. I, well, I'm picking the NL Central team. <laughs> no, you. it has to be NL Central to NL Central for your, in your case. Uh, shoot. Then let me get, uh, let me get Javi Baez over the Pirates. All right, all right, and 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 for Look, for if Rob, I, if I gotta give you if I gotta give you a non hobby bias answer, at least Castillo, because adding him to the Yankees rotation would just be crazy. That's that's what I was gonna say too. I was gonna say Luis Castillo to the Yankees. That would be my. I'd, I'd actually have that over Javi Baez for next year, man. Pitching's important. You gotta give him yeah, too much I, I, just, I just love Javi. That he has to be my number one choice. All right, one last question. If we're on the show, El Mago of Love. What celebrity? This isn't a real show. <laughs> it is. It is going to be. You let it happen. Look, what celebrity would you want El Mago Javi Baez to end up with? Nick, you're romantic, man. Who, what celebrity do you have ending up with Javi Baez? I don't even know if I understand this question, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't, I don't you, watch those shows on VH1, man. Like, man, I don't for this specific reason. I don't everybody, watch Bachelor or all that stuff. Well, you still got to pick a name. I'm not giving you that out. Uh, nobody. He, he's gonna stay single, man. He's he's too good of a person to go with the celebrity people. I don't I don't know any good. I don't know any celebrities that are like female celebrities that are like just amazing people. I really don't follow celebrities like that well. I'm sorry, man. It's gonna be a blank for me. I really I can't pick anybody. I don't know. That's a cop out. That's a cop out. Well, what, what's your answer, Rob? Bro, he gonna end up with uh, Carol G because that way he can fight <laughs> with Anuel over the Colombian chick. And you know what, yo? Speaking of which, Colombian chicks. Who yes, is Carol G? It's the way to go. It's it's the way to go. She's a sensation. <laughs> she's like, yeah, a, she's have... like a Spanish trap like singer. She's like this Colombian chick. All right. She's got songs with Nicki Minaj now. Yeah, Come on, real. man. Yo, no, for real though. But yes, it's Carol actually Cowdy's also my crush. Everyone out there, yes. Yo, enough you know, not... to contact me. Not for yo. Carol G dropped bangers. She yeah. out there. Look, my my mine's gonna come out from left field. 
Javi Baez is gonna go old school. He's gonna well, sound like Hayek. Juan Soto, what the fuck? He's left field, dude. No, he's not. No, Salma <laughs> Hayek. This is the worst ending to our podcast ever. Jesus Christ, man. He just man. lost all of our listeners. This is why we keep it under an hour. All right. Okay, real talk though, Salma Hayek is an amazing pick. That is a good yes. choice. Thank you, thank you. I did my research. This, is all, this show is all about research, and, and I make sure I do it day in and day out. And questions so, that are out of left field. Word. Oh, well, that's what we're here for. Answer the questions that nobody's thinking. <laughs> but, all right, man, well, that, that's the end of our show. We, we're, we're tired of talking to you guys. Look, man, <laughs> find, us, find, us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any kind of media you got, come to us. Look, if you, if you think this show is fun, then we have a lot more fun on our site. You know what I mean? So become part of our family. Find us on SAW. And we got you, man. Looking forward to this next baseball season. Peace out.